We're always interested in what you have to say about our live broadcasts. Please share your comments on our Facebook page or websites. sleeping, feeling a lot of pain, so stressed out you're anxious all the time, feeling down and depressed, just need a little bit more energy and focus in the morning, that's where we come in. We are here to help at Czar Wellness. Czar Wellness is where people come first to get the highest quality, highest standards, and unbelievable prices. At ZarWellness.com, you can get gummies, topicals, oils, and smokables. It's all legal. We ship nationwide. Welcome to Zar, where people come first. Find us at ZarWellness.com. Are financial challenges holding you back? Are you getting denied for personal or business funding? Do you dream of a brighter financial future? Life's journey shouldn't be hindered by credit woes. Join National Credit Resources with our easy three-step process to financial freedom. Sign up at nationalcreditresource750.com. Our personalized approach aligns directly with our core value, integrity. We offer a money-back guarantee contract and financial literacy through the process. Go to nationalcreditresource750.com. Join the countless individuals who've reclaimed their financial independence through National Credit Resources. Take that crucial step towards a brighter tomorrow. National Credit Resources is your trusted partner, and we are one nation under credit. Start your credit journey at nationalcreditresource750.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. It's Monday to Sanders Says. Uh, thank you for being on the show today um, and joining me. Um, it's been a great week, exciting week. Um, we went to Miami this weekend for Art Basel, which was amazing, and I want to dig into that. We have a very, very exciting guest on the show today, um, someone who I've admired since I was a child, um, who I've been fortunate enough to um, be coached by uh, someone who uh, just is a legend, an idol. And before I introduce him, you know, I want to give a little recap about this last week in Miami. Um, it was amazing. You know, uh, I was able to give away an Oculus to some children um, and speak to some kids. We had a food, a food truck pull up um, and just put on a show for the kids and talk to them, speak with them, and spend some time with them. So that was amazing. Um, there was a lot of activation, a lot of art. Um, that we experienced this past weekend. We went to a Web3 event where we got more educated about NFTs and the music and how we can incorporate uh, the both together uh, to help our artists grow. So this, it, it has been an amazing week, honestly. 
Um, after this, we've been invited by our Web3 friends to join them on Twitter for the after party to this show. Um, and this will be the last show of this season, of Sanders says. And I got to say, for all my listeners, I really appreciate you guys for sticking with me through this season, all the hiccups, the ups and downs, the success, the failures. Uh, it's been an amazing ride, and I really, really appreciate all those who stuck with me through this journey. And we're going to end it on the best note I can until we get to season two, and that's with the one and only amazing DJ Julius Irvin. Doc, you you on here with us? Oh yeah, Larry, I'm here. I'm here. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm. <laughs> I'm 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 amazed. I'm honored right now. I'm really blessed that you're on the show, and um, we have the opportunity to speak with you today, Doc. Um, you know, you're you're a legend, man. You're you're. We see you a lot, but we we feel like we don't hear from you a lot, man. So it's just it's a blessing to have you on the show today. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm happy to be here with you. You know, legend is kind of like an overused word. I, I think just a People start talking about anybody who plays in the league is a legend just because, you know, they got just they got a cup of coffee in the league. Right. So I've always kind of held legend at a very high standard. So I, I, I appreciate being called that when I was growing up. You know, I looked at Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, and, and Oscar Robertson, and, and, and those guys, Elgin Baylor in particular, who I kind of tried to pattern my game after. And, and those guys, to me, were the legends. And – you know, all the rest of us, we were just trying to, we just trying to get there. <laughs> well, no, no, you, you not only got there. Like for those who don't know, kids who might not know, they know who you are, but they might not actually know the impact that you had on the game. You, to me, and this may just be my opinion, may, but to me, you were the LeBron James of your time. You know, you were the best passer, yeah. the best scorer. Your, your your intellect and IQ was just above. You know skyrocket above everybody else, and um, it showed um, how you were able to win at such a high le- level in, in whatever league you played in. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was part of my blessing to be able to, you know, always have good teams and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and be on winning teams and, you know, win almost 70% of our games over the uh, course of the ABA and NBA career. And, uh, I mean, there's only a handful of people who've been able to do that. So, you know, winning was very important. And maybe we we don't have as many championships as others, you know, three 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 runner-ups and three wins. Uh, so we might not have six or seven or eight or, or, or whatever. But, you know, individuals don't win championships. I think uh, teams win, win championships. And uh, right. when you get it all together in that particular year, you know that's when it's when it's your time to uh, to garner the, the award to to be the last man standing as as we say, but nonetheless, you know everybody can't win in a given year. I mean, you know, shoot, and like right now it's thirty teams, so you know one team wins and and twenty nine teams go back to the drawing board, but right. that doesn't mean that you know their year was a failure or you know that that they didn't accomplish something because. You know, the game is such today that it is uh, high-level entertainment. You know, people people want to go to the game, to, to be brought up out of their seats, uh, see something maybe they haven't seen before, somebody do on, on the basketball court, or just to mix and mingle, you know, with the, the other people who, who, who are there at the game. So, so it's so much more to the experience than just coming away with the win. But you and I both know, when we start that game, we trying to get the win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the end goal to the game. But just like as you said, um, the entertainment factor, and I think that's what sets you apart as well from every other player, was the fact that, you know, at, there's a quote um, by Johnny Kerr that told uh, ABA historian uh, Terry Pluto. He said, a young Julius Irvin was like Thomas Edison that he was inventing something new every night. So, you know, your creativity is how you were able to go out there and just be so uh, creative on the floor is just amazing. Talk about it a little bit. How how did you become so creative? Where did that come from? Was it just an act or 
Well, I, I have to tell you, you know, I, I used to talk to uh, talk basketball, like you're talking about basketball IQ, and part of that is using your brain and not just your body. But I used to talk and say, you know, guys said, well, how do you do that? How do you, why, why, do you, why did you do what you did? And that made me think, why did I do what I did? Well, there must be a reason, you know, it just didn't happen. And right. I, I started answering by saying, you know, I used to look for the daylight and and uh, I'd I see, you know, I might get the ball on the wing and I could see nine other players out there. Four of them were mine, but the five others, you know, they were all trying to stop me from doing what I wanted to do. So I'd right. find the daylight and, I, you know, I might, you know, maybe think to the right and come back to the left and then, you know, make a hard dribble and then go forward and, and just follow the daylight knowing that daylight would be my path to the basket. And if I got there, and if, you know, maybe there was a Larry Saunders back there trying to block my shot or whatever, <laughs> I have to make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> now, is this going to be mano or mano? Or, you know, am I drop it off to his man and grab his waist and kind of pull him towards me so he can't go yeah. block the guy's shot? You know, so, right. you know, one of those plays. So all that stuff is happening in – milliseconds you know it's not like it's not like you know you you, you planned it all out the night before because you didn't plan it all night the night before you just planned to you know try and be healthy you know to eat properly you know get your rest and you know get your focus on the, the, the task at hand that night and and I wanted to play every night I mean I you know I, I ain't know nothing about no load management man <laughs> you know right, right, like, right. I want, to, I want to play every night. I want to get in front of these fans every night, and I want to give them a show. Right, right. And guard, and guard the best player on the other team. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> so you definitely, you definitely gave them a show, Doc. And that was, it was amazing. Even just to watch the highlights now, I can imagine actually sitting in those arenas and seeing it firsthand and not knowing what you were going to do, uh, taking it under the <laughs> basket. <laughs> and do you know? I tried. Yeah. I've been booth for a long time. Actually, I accomplished it one time in high school. Uh, I don't have the footage, Doc, so I'm there to show you, but I think I might have pulled it. But, but no, I believe man. you, bro. I believe you. I've seen you. I've seen you when you're doing your work. I've seen you, you know. Yeah, you see, I'll, be so, trying, I'll be trying stuff. But no, I really I, that's, I really appreciate that impact that you had, um, you know, you have on the game. and You know, digging into Dr. J is, is dope. We're going to do that, but I, I want to talk about Julius Irvin the second as well, you know, mm-hmm. and that's I'm I'm the second, you know. I was named after my father, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just talking about that, you know, a little bit about you know your yeah. upbringing, you know, your parents, yeah. and uh, you want to speak on your relationship yeah. with them a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I'd be uh, very proud and honored to do that. You know, the uh, my, my mom and dad, I had three kids, and uh, me, my older sister, and my younger brother. Uh, they separated when I was about nine, so that left me with you know twelve year old sister and a six year old brother and and mom, and we lived in a housing project in Hempstead Hempstead Long Island you know and uh, they they tore down the building the last time I went there it was gone and they had some you know they had some row houses uh, up there so it started to look more like Philly than it did the old projects that we used to live in. But there was a park right across, the, not even across the street. I mean, it was connected to the projects. It was called Campbell Park. And I spent a lot of hours uh, out there. And uh, my mother was, you know, one of 14 children. And my father was one of 11 children. So I had a lot of aunts and uncles. And, they, you know, to, to a degree, maybe I didn't miss my father as much because, you know, they separated and then he was killed in a car accident two years later. And uh, so that was as tragic as it was. It probably wasn't as hard as it would have been if he was in the house with us, you know, day to day, night to night. But uh, but the uncles, you know, the uncles stood up, you know, and, and uh, you know, another tragedy happened because my favorite uncle, who was my brother's, my, my mother's youngest brother, uh, Philip Abney, you know, he ended up he ended up passing, and and you know, so suddenly, you know, men in my life having a role and then being gone or whatever mm-hmm. was somewhat traumatic. And I think, you know, with you know how Larry just said, you know, if something don't 
if it don't kill you, it make you stronger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those things, they, they didn't kill me. They made me stronger. They made me more focused on the tasks at hand, whether it was school or whether it was after school jobs or whether it was helping the family or, you know, coming to understand things better as a, right. as a young man. And, um, yeah. you know, for, for me, I, I, it's not that you wanted those things to happen, but the fact that they did, you know, you want to have a takeaway. You want to sit something, you know, there was, there was a takeaway there. And, and, and when I've channeled my energies in basketball, I always felt like my brother's spirit, because we lost him when he was 16 to lupus, and mm-hmm. my father's spirit and my uncle's spirit, that was with me. So it was like, hey, right. it's three against one, dude. You ain't got no chance. Right. You know, because you <laughs> oh, because I got yeah. all this, all this built up inside of me and pent up inside of me, and, and uh, you know, and, and it was, it was, it was strengthening. I mean, it really, you know, made me feel feel stronger. It helped me with my endurance, my stamina, my, and my physicality. I mean, I wasn't the biggest, strongest guy out there, but you know, you ask all those guys who I threw down on or whatever, it wasn't about physical strength. It was about, you know, timing and execution and, and then going and, and obviously having the big hand and being able to move the ball around so they didn't know it, so they wouldn't catch it. And uh and there was a pride factor associated mm-hmm. with it. I, I um you know, I wanted my mom to be proud of me. I wanted my sister to be be proud of me. I wanted my girlfriend to be proud of me and then later my wife you know, to be proud because I felt like I was always representing the family uh, when when I was out there. But you know, we had yeah, we had very very humble uh, beginnings, and uh, I still go back. You know, I still go back to to Long Island. I go back to that old neighborhood, and uh, you know, there's still some people around, <laughs> believe it or not. And the guy who was my coach and mentor, he's the one who's really around because he's he's like. Let's see, I was 73, so he's probably 80 now. And when I was a, a pre-teenager, he coached me, and he was only 19. And he, he kind of stayed in the community, became the mayor in the community, a guy named Don Ryan and with the, with the Hempstead Salvation Army. And he's still around. Last time I went there, actually, our mutual friend Nancy Lieberman uh, built a basketball court for me in, mm-hmm. uh, in East Meadow. Uh, New York, and Don wow. came out, and he brought, he brought a lot of the old troops around, Al Williams, and you know different people who I used to play with uh, when I was a kid. He brought them around, man, and it was it was very uplifting. You know, kind of like if you went back to your hometown, and you know you just had a crew that that came out just to say, hey, man, thanks for making our, our community look good. Thanks for making us look good, and thanks for making us feel good, and we hope you feel good forever. Right, right. No, that's amazing. That's amazing, Doc. No, thank you, thank you for sharing that story and um, and touching on those points and getting deep. I know that um, that is traumatic. You know, I think on this show we we talk a lot about trauma and mental health, and um, you know, uh-huh. one thing that is very prevalent that stands out is you know um we can't we can't affect we can't always affect what happens to us you know the impact of things that mm-hmm. happen the trauma but our perspective mm-hmm. is what really changes us from the hero or the villain you know in our own yeah. lives you know are you going to be the hero yeah. or the villain in life and it's all dependent upon your own perspective so it's so um i think it's so enlightening and uh so pivotal for you, you know, when you tell these stories and people understand where you come from and how you've accomplished so much, because you know you can think that, that it was paved out for you. Um, and so a lot of people who are in um, unfortunate situations feel as if uh, they don't have the cards to play the game. And I always say you do. You got the cards to play the game, no matter what. You just got to play yeah. your cards. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you so, have to understand. Oh, you know what. With, with what you just said, you said you said you have the cards and you can play, but if people don't recognize what they have, then they don't have the cards. Right. You know, so they're there; they're, they're ever present. There's the same right. things that are ever present. I, like I, 
when I talk to people who say, man, I can't get a break, I can't get a job, you know, and, you know, nobody wants me and this and that. And I'm like, you know, when you open up your eyes and you mm-hmm. see the opportunities around you mm-hmm. more clearly, then you can act on it. But if your right. eyes are shut and you don't see it, then it really ain't there. Right. But the, the truth is, it's always there. We live in the greatest country in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you could, somebody, somebody will always lend a hand to help you do something if you're in America. And they, they yeah. ain't like that all around the world. And I've traveled right. around the world. You've traveled around the world. Basketball has taken us to, to a lot of places and whatever. But this is still the best country, and it's where the most opportunities are. And yeah. it comes to, to recognition of opportunity. And some people, you know, maybe they need a little kick in the butt. Maybe they need, a, you know, to be wound up a little tighter or whatever. Maybe they need to be knocked upside the head in order to start recognizing. But that's my wish. I mean, my wish is for world peace and for people to recognize how great life can be and how great life really is if you're born yeah. and you live here. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. No, that's 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 definitely a point. I mean, I always I say that too, Doc. I I say it like um like wood and I say wood and metal. You know, we all got wood and metal, and that's our time and our energy. You know, some people just yeah. take that wood and metal, they make a box, but some people make a wheel. You know, they make something functional, yeah. some a device used for travel. Some people don't do anything with the wood and metal; it just sits there. <laughs> you know, so but yeah. we all have that yeah. same that same thing. You know, and uh. Uh, you know, utilizing our time, our energy is so important. Um, so we we speak about that a lot on the show. So that's thank you, Doc, for, mm-hmm. for talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. I want to I want to ask like any philosophies yeah, that you picked up along the way mm-hmm. yeah. that you may have found to help you you know get over certain things or get past yeah. certain certain issues. Yeah, uh, since I've had to deal with death and tragedy uh, in, in my life uh, so much, you know, never gotten to place where I just feel so overconfident and cocky and invincible. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand my my uh, <laughs> the fact that I ain't invincible because. The, the, the ones that, who were the same as me, who were part of my family and part of my circle or whatever, you know, they got taken out by lupus disease. And, uh, you know, my sister had colon cancer. And then, you know, then there's people around us who get stabbed and who get shot, you know, because we live in a black community and live in an underserved community and violence is prevalent. And, and, uh, and so, uh, yes, yeah, so I, you know, in, in terms of really being able to, to to answer that question, I mean, I know that you you you're not born and understand uh, leadership 100%. You know, you might have leadership qualities, but there's always somebody who you need to follow, somebody you need to copy. You know, so Martin Luther King Jr was very inspirational. You know, we had his picture in our house. And, right. uh, you know, anytime he came on TV or made speeches or anything, you know, you know, my mom, she kind of made me, you know, sit down and, and listen and said, you know, listen listen to this man. And then when I was a senior in high school in uh, 1968, that's when, you know, he they announced that, you know, he was killed. And, you know, that was a moment that's forever etched in my mind because there was a pattern there with my dad and my brother and eventually my sister, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, losing them. And here, you know, I lose someone who wasn't mine, but he was everybody's. And, yeah. and he was so many people's uh, inspiration in life. And and he fought, you know, he was one of the ones who fought for us. And there were a lot of people who fought for us and continue to fight. You know, because right, right. I could never, it's like a never ending battle. So we have yeah. to fight too. So, mm-hmm. so we have to do our fair share. And, yeah. you know, because I was blessed with a platform and blessed with, uh, you know, the good fortunes through basketball to uh, be a very popular person, then I take it very seriously and, and 
and I want to stand for good, and I want to I want to inspire people to do better. Yeah, no, that's for sure. And you do, Doc. You do. And you know, talk about that a little bit, like being a staple in your time for black people. I mean, yeah. you had the Afro. I mean, come on, we was you you was signing. <laughs> come on, to this day, we still we still rocking the Afro from Doctor J to this day today. So hey, you know, just the, the impact funny, you made on the con- on the culture is, is it was crazy. So. Yeah. You know, they yeah. talk about that. Every each generation, I mean, each generation, I, I remember, you know, Clyde Frazier was out there. We actually had the same agent, and Clyde was out there, and Clyde, was, he was the coolest cat out there, man. He had the Rolls Royce, and he used to wear capes, and he used to, you know, he used, he used to dress down, and I, I went to, I went shopping with him a couple of times. I was like, Clyde, I yeah. can't wear that, man. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> No nah, man, I can't wear that. That was that was yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So when I would come out, you know, I'd be more, you know, seventies, and you know, we had some bell bottoms and the heel, uh-huh. shoes with some heels on, and, and right. you know, the flow and and uh, a little bit of bling on, whatever, not without overdoing it, and uh, on the court and off the court. So on the court, mm-hmm. boom, Doctor J. Off the court, Julius Serving. You know, so right, right, I, and right. I wanted to be respected. I didn't want to be called Doctor J off the court. I didn't want yeah. to because there was this, yeah. there was this, there was this surreal expectation. It's like, man, this guy's gonna take over the planet or whatever. So when I got in that court yeah. and got within those black lines, I don't care if I was playing against my brother, sister, my mother, whatever. You know, I was going at them. And mm-hmm. when I got off the court, I said. Now that, that that's what on the court, you know, you be aggressive, be a beast, you know, act crazy sometimes when you when you're on the court, but when you're off the court, you need to be a gentleman, you know, you need to be a yeah. scholar, you need to be, you know, somebody who can represent other people, and so that yeah, if there's an election, they're gonna elect you to be their leader and the the president or right. what have you. Uh, because you, because of where you carry yourself, so yeah. so carrying myself was you know became very important at a very young age, and mm-hmm. and I didn't know I didn't I didn't really understand the benefits of that until later, and it's been usually beneficial when you know you walk in a room or you walk through a door, and you know people acknowledge you a certain way, and they certainly do have an expectation. And it ain't that you won't dunk on them. You know what I mean? Because right. right. you, you're off the court, it ain't really about that. It really is mm-hmm. about uh, getting along. Otherwise, you got to get it on. Right, right. No, that's great. That's a great perspective. Yeah, we yeah. um we we touch uh we touch on fatherhood on the show as well. And you we know you're a father. Um, uh-huh. I'm a father. Um, what yes. what's what is one of the you found to be I guess one of the highlights, one of the best parts about being a being a dad, being a father? Well, well, you know, whether it's a girl or boy, it really doesn't matter. You know, it's if you're mm-hmm. father, uh, and yeah, you know, I mean you're gonna love your daughters the same way you love your sons and you know, maybe there's more things that you do and you have in common with uh with your sons because they're male. Or whatever, but you know the daughters are always your precious jewels. You know you always have a soft spot, uh, you know, for your daughters. So I have four, four sons and three daughters, and now okay. I have five grandchildren. And uh, my sons and daughters, I mean, we're 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 almost in touch with each other all the time. There's one that, you know, we're not in touch. <laughs> but but this is this is this is this is what life offers you this is what life gives you so you know my youngest daughter is uh she's at Villanova University and, and um she's home now so she's home for a whole month I, I don't remember mm-hmm. having a whole month off of college but you know <laughs> things are a little different a little different these days so you actually walking by my office right now <laughs> and uh and uh and my oldest uh it's kind of a tragic story Larry because you know Honestly speaking, he lives on the streets of L.A. Mm. And and I don't know from week to month when I'm going to hear from him and when you know what's going on. And then out of the blue, I will hear something from him, and we try to connect. 
But, you know, he's always saying, hey, I'm here because it's my fault and I, you know, did stupid stuff and, you know, got involved with bad stuff. And, you know, so I, and I just I, I just sit and listen to him because I still yeah. care about him and I love him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I can't I can't help him. He has to help himself, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got from one extreme to the other, you know, one just coming up saying I want to be a lawyer and I want to. You know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to study hard, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to help people. I'm be a criminal lawyer, and so on and so forth. And then the other one, who basically most of his life he's been a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then we got everything in between, and, and um, you know, the the reality of that is I love them all. Uh, you know, I, some of them still, you know, they're still on the payroll, still supporting them. And others have taken care of themselves, and they want to they want to help me. <laughs> so I'm like, right. I find that I find that funny, but you know, I do appreciate it. And I don't take it though, and I, I don't take it. I'm I'm a proud man, and I'm saying I I got I got covered what I need to have covered with me and my wife and my family and my lifestyle and whatever. Right. I, all I want from you is be honest with me, you know. And when you when you undertake something, be serious about it, and and play to win, and play to win. Yeah. You know, when you step out there, it doesn't have to be sports. I mean, it could be a business, could be social, could be politics, could be whatever it is. Play to win, mm-hmm. and always always represent the family and the family name well. Right, right. So those are some great keys. Um, great keys, Doc. And uh, appreciate you for opening up about, you know, your struggles and what you're going through, you know, with your, with your children. I, too, you know, have a very close family member that I, you know, I go through that with. And um, uh-huh. a soft landing for them when they come back around is, is really important, too, that I've found, you know, not taking it all on, on me and making it personal. But I went through those yeah. stages. I went through the stages where yeah. I took it real personal. It was on me, and I felt like I had to do so much, and then became a little resentful. Uh, you know, then I had to find my love again and open my heart. Um, yeah. And I think the best. This is the best way that I found so far is just to um, just give them a soft landing when they do come around. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Just be a listener. Be a, be a good listener. Yeah. Be a good listener. Yeah. yeah for sure. No. No, thank you, thank you for opening up about that. And uh, you know, I love, I really enjoy being a dad because you know we get a chance to, um, we get a chance to do what we and provide what we didn't have. And I know you talk a lot about, you know, you talk about how your father, you know, the things you went through with him, and um, you know, had a body relationship with my father until he passed as well. And mm-hmm. you know, the impact of other males in my life who were able to show mm-hmm. me things and influence me and um, so I'm I'm super thankful to God for that, um, and that has definitely helped me as well to to um, to find my way as a man um, mm-hmm. going forward. Yes, yeah, so that's that's huge. That's huge. And now we get to be that, right? Yeah. We get to actually be dads, <laughs> and we know how much it, yeah. it matters. We know how much it matters. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so you know you you, you, you mentioned God. And it's very important not to not to forget God ever, because yeah. you know there I do believe there's a supreme being, and I believe you know as a Christian uh, that you know God will return to the world and will claim you know what has always been His, and this this whole journey that we're we're all on, all the believers are, are on is part of you know the test, and right. and. You know, so you so you need to you need to take time every day and, and give praise where it's due and really ask for the blessings. And you know, I'm, I have a friend who just sent me a text today. You know, his daughter just had a, a a problem with her heart and just asked me to hold her up in prayer. And you know, that's how we do it. That's how we yeah. do it. We reach out to one another. I mean, you know, I see where. Kareem fell the other day and is going to need like hip surgery or whatever. So mm-hmm. saying a prayer for him that, you know, he could be better and then he can get well, you know, ABA superstar, George McGinnis, you know, passed the other day. And, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that's this is my age group that people talk about people in their seventies and with Bill yeah. Russell losing him last year and Jim Brown last year. I mean, those guys they were friends of mine, and you know, you know, they were ten years older. There's not that big a gap there, so we need to, you know, be spiritually conscious and you know find a way to share that in our own way. And, you know, some people are heavy-handed with it. You know, our guy Bill Allickson, who was the chaplain for the Big Three, or whatever, <laughs> he's a little more heavy-handed. But I've been around Bill for, like, 40 years. You know, yes. I was yeah, up to my 20s when I met when I met Bill. So was, wow. And, uh, and, and, and I still, I mean, I, I love him like a brother because he's always giving and he's always bringing, you know, presents from from the man above, so he is a true messenger, and right. um, and some people are true messengers full time, twenty four seven, and others are you know different types of messengers. And maybe you and I fall into that category, but we right. won't forget that you know we still need to have that consciousness, and you know that uh, to to use those words and to say them in earnest. Yeah. No, it's very important. It's very important and having the platform we have. Right, it's, if people are going to listen, we're going to give them. We're going to feed them some God. <laughs> we're going to feed them some God yes. because you know, yes. um, there's, yes. there's a lot of there's a lot of other things going on. And you know, like like you said, it's like it's like how you play the game. You know, you you're finding the light. You know, you're finding the light. Yeah. Um, and spreading the light, Doc, and it's um that's amazing. You know, I'm. You know, I'm 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 fortunate. I'm I'm just blessed to be, you know, to be listening to these words right now, Doc. For real. Um, you know, you you left the game. When you retired when you retired from uh, the NBA. I was I wasn't born. <laughs> I was born the next year. <laughs> I was born eighty yeah, seven. You, you were retired eighty seven. No, I was born eighty eight. You retired eighty seven. You were you were thirty seven. Oh, wow. You were yeah. you, you were thirty seven. So how how was that transitioning? Like how how was that transitioning yeah. from yeah. You know, breaking every record possible, and then you now you're leaving the game. Yeah. How, how was that? Yeah. Well, uh, there were still some records that I I didn't break, but I did. Well, I, I was the third <laughs> guy to be well, at thirty thousand points behind Wilton Kareem. You know, a right. couple of seven foot. So I felt as though for a six six guy or whatever, that yeah. was quite an accomplishment. You know, right. and. So the statistics, they speak for themselves at the time, you know, then top 10 in, in scoring, needless to say, and, and uh, I was top 10 in steals, top 10 in block shots. I don't know. I don't think I was top 10 in rebounding, but I was in top 20 in rebounding. And, you know, so there was, there was this, this statistical story, which speaks for itself. And then there's the essence and the essence, Larry, to me is how you made people feel. So mm-hmm. I felt I was I was maybe number one in terms of the essence. Yeah. And the essence is because I, I I don't know if Kareem or Wilt ever made more people feel better about themselves and about their love for the player than yes. than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so I can claim number one in, in that spot, which is yeah. kind of like a little bit of popularity contest and whatever. Yeah. And the fact that, bro, the fact that the phone has not stopped ringing. I mean, we're talking 1987. Yeah. Okay. So we had 13 to the 23. I mean, that's 40 years. You know, almost 40 <laughs> years ago. The phone hasn't stopped ringing, and I, I know yeah. for a lot of ex-players, that phone has stopped ringing. Yeah, you oh know, yeah. He was, I ain't got no time for him, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my phone rings, and, and uh, in the office it rings. In my, with my nephew handles my affairs. It rings with my handling company up in New York, the ABG, and. The phone rings, man. So there's a there's a constant demand, and I could sit and I yeah. could do a schedule for a month out, two months out, three months out, and whatever. And at this stage, so I, you know, I'm a, you're gonna be one of the first ones to know, but I'm trying to shut it down at 75. So I got okay. like 14 more months. Oh but, man, 
I, I, I don't know if they're going to let me shut it down. <laughs> we, we, we have to see. We have right, to see. Right. In, my yeah. own mind, in my own mind, I'm thinking about shutting it down. But yeah, we'll see what they have to say. And, and you know, man, man plans, God laughs. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Plan, but plan, but plan anyway. We'll plan but, anyway. Yeah. Yep. Does God, plan does God like jokes? Does God like jokes? Yeah, God, 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 God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. Um, no, I mean that's that's that's. I mean I, I, that's to be expected though, because you definitely did have that. You do have that impact on the culture. Um, people love to see you. Um, you always bless the room whenever you come around. It's like a, you know, Dr. J is here. So, um, yeah. you know, like like I wasn't even born when you retired, and you still, you know, you still have the impact on us. Um, yeah. yeah, which which is dope. That's man. good. Which is amazing. Yeah. So I, you know, I really enjoyed that when I, when I played for you. Um, and one thing yeah. I did notice though, I, I knew you were fashionable. I knew it, but you know, you you. You Versace down a lot, man. You always got some on. You got your colors. You kind of remind me of my dad. He, he's he's big on his colors as well. Was your fashion okay. sense inspired by anybody? Was was there anybody well, growing up know, that like inspired my, my first my first wife played a played a significant role, and you know we were married from seventy four to two thousand five, mm-hmm. and. Uh, She'd be like, hey, Larry, she'd be like, where you going with that on? <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like, get ready to go out. And I got my hoodie, my sneakers, whatever. You know, uh-huh. I'm just comfortable and whatever. She's like, where you going? I'm like, I'm going to such and such, whatever. Yeah. Oh, she's like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> You're like, oh no, no, no! You got to step it up. You got to step it up. You rep, you represent us when you go out there. Yeah. You got to step it up, or whatever. Yeah. So, so I heard that. I heard that enough till I wanted to avoid hearing it. So I started getting it right the first time. Right, right, right. You already do what you like. You like she gonna I, like this. I started getting it. I started getting it right the first time. So, so when I walk by, you know, I'm heading out. She's like, oh, you look nice. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You knew she was yeah. like that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's, that's dope. what um what did you dive into when you left the game? Was it like any businesses, any anything that was more lucrative or more uh, successful than others? You know, a lot of well, guys. I I I I tried a few different things. Um, you know, I I partnered with uh, Bruce Llewellyn and Bill Cosby. And we were able to buy a Coca-Cola franchise, Coca-Cola uh, operation in Philadelphia. That probably was the biggest, the biggest, and the best investment that uh, that I made post career. Uh, I, I bought a golf course, ended up giving that back to the bank. Uh, that was in Atlanta. Uh, that was uh, some years later, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, you know, and I went to work in basketball. I mean, I worked for uh, NBC, you know. So I did games uh, for five seasons with Bill Walton and Hannah Storm right. and uh, Bob Costas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to work for the Orlando Magic. I was senior vice president for the Orlando Magic. Uh, you know, during their Penny Hardaway years, Penny Hardaway, Nick Anderson, Shaq was gone. Shaq wasn't even there yet. Uh, yeah, Shaq came after me, but mm-hmm. uh, Horace Grant was there. They were they were a very competitive team, and Chuck Daly coached them uh, during that yeah. time. And Chuck had been my coach in Philadelphia, and uh, Pat Williams was a general manager in Philadelphia. He was the guy who brought me down. So I've done a lot of different things, um, mm-hmm. and, and today, you know, I have uh, Irving Global Opportunity LLC, which is a uh, personal holdings company uh, to do, you know, projects with. And I'm also a client of uh, Authentic Brands Group, the ABG. Uh, so, so you know, they, 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 they're anticipating that we're going to have a big year in 2024, and we shall see. I'm going to try to hold them accountable. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's dope. Seems like the ball has not stopped rolling for you since you left the game, yeah. God, which is dope. That's the uh, that's the dream of a retired yeah. player, right there. <laughs> you yeah, know, but uh, yeah. you know. But keep that phone ringing, bro. Keep that phone ringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a workaholic. Dog. I just I love to work, and um, you know, I'm addicted to to putting this work and, and time in and building up. You know, all these things I want to do. Because uh, yep. this one thing I learned from the game is you put that work in, you're gonna get something out. Um, yeah. And it can it beat your talent. It can it can beat out talent and <laughs> and all that. You know, just yeah. Hard, hard work can do that. And they can they can they can yeah. make up for a lack of talent, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and you should continue to always get education. You should always be educating yourself, you know, getting the right. knowledge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't be, no, we talk about y'all that a lot. In California, y'all say in California, don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared. <laughs> nah, for real, they can't be. They can't be. Yeah, so, um, you know, we also done some things with the big three. Um, and that's where we linked up, and uh, I was I was fortunate enough to play for you for a few seasons, and mm-hmm. we had a great time and uh, it was yeah. great atmosphere. But how's that? How's has that been? You know, just working with Cube and and the whole Big Three experience. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, I think next one to be like we did like five seasons already. Yeah, five, maybe six. Six. And uh, it's it's been for me. Um, the best part about it, Larry, other than, you know, working with young men and young players like yourself and, you know, the guys who I've been blessed to have is the the other coaches, uh, Iceman and uh, and Clyde, who's the commissioner who used to be a coach, and uh, uh, Nancy and Rick Barry and, uh, you know, the, the, the Hall of Famers, you know, you don't always, like, some, you know, you, you have your careers, you competed against each other. George George Gervin and I, we were teammates. You know, we were teammates my, my second year and his first year. And uh, I get to, for 10 weeks, I get to see these people. And sometimes we go to lunch, sometimes it's breakfast, sometimes it's dinner, sometimes it's just, you know, passing in the hotel and just sitting around kicking it or, or whatever. So, so so my my attachment, you know, because we have, I guess it's twelve teams now, and whatever, you know, we have we have uh, uh, eleven other people from my peer group, uh, from my playing days, and and my assistant is Steve Mix. Steve and I were yeah. teammates. We were teammates for eight, like eight years, and then I have my son Jules, you know, who's yeah. a college. Yeah. Had and play ball at Cal Berkeley and whatever. So I got those guys on the sideline. So I, I'm when I get out the house and I go and I do big three, they they don't have to pay me. They 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 should, but and they must, but it ain't about it ain't about the money. You know, what I mean that little bit of money yeah. they paying them. It ain't making it ain't making no difference. You know, right. they, that's watching money. So, right. uh, but that experience with those individuals and then meeting a stand-up guy like you and whatever and, you know, the, the other guys who have been able, you know, to coach and have a little bit of an influence on, uh, you know, that's, that's good. If you, you know, you, you can't, you can't buy respect, mm-hmm. but respect is important that you have respect in your life. And every time I go to those 10 weeks in the summer, I mean, I feel I feel the force of that respect, and it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. No, it is. It's definitely there. It's definitely there, Doc, for sure. You know, um, you know, I wanted to get you a championship when I was on your team, it just, <laughs> just because you know it's in your name. You know, you trying to get yeah, it for you. Yeah, but, you know, um, yeah. I got coach of the I got coach of the year one. I got coach of the year one year, but I didn't get the championship yet. So I might that was have the year we stay played. out there a little got, bit longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the year you we had, got second yeah, place. You had defense, you, you had defensive player of the year, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So we, yeah, we won yeah, some. Yeah, our we team won some awards. We just couldn't get the chip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. We was rolling though. We was rolling. No, so we had some. Yeah. We had some great times. And again, dog, it was 
it was um, a dream come true to be able to play for you and a dream come true to be able to talk and learn from you, um, really, honestly, man. And uh, this is so much I'm going to be able to pass down to my children. Like, I had your jersey on my wall, and now I have your jersey on my son's wall, but it's signed. <laughs> it's signed. Awesome, man. Yeah, awesome. man. Awesome. Yeah, that so. makes me happy to hear that and to hear yeah. Well, to hear that you're doing well, you know, for one thing, and I could tell by you doing this podcast that you that you are doing well, that you're in a good place, and you got some people around you who care about you, and yeah. and you care, and you've always cared, and uh, you know, so I'm I'm happy to to give you this feedback, and let you know that I'm here for you, and you know, you, I mean, you called, you say, hey, can you do this or whatever. I ain't give you no hymns and haws and whatever, whatever. Like, okay, let's you know, let's work it out. Let's just find a block of time in the schedule to go and do this because you're important to me. You know, we might after this conversation, we might not talk again for six months or whatever. Yeah. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's six days. Maybe it's six hours or whatever. You know, we we there's that uncertainty uh, out there, but dealing with the precious present and what you're doing right now, this is all that really matters, you know, and, uh, and, and it feels good. Happy to share with you and share some of my life with you. Um, later this week, I'm going to New York and I have an opportunity to uh, give a three to six minute talk uh, at the United Nations. Oh, and, yeah. Been invited there. Been invited to apply the Hall of Fame, and, and I'm yeah. talk about my basketball experience and uh, and basketball as a force for good in the world. So I'm excited uh, about that. I'm taking off Wednesday, and then uh, uh, Thursday morning I'll be I'll be up there on stage talking to people from at the UN, man, <laughs> the United Nations. I'm, I'm wondering if this, is this going to be televised or. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They, they might. They might. They. Uh, you know, NBA TV might yeah, tape it yeah. or, or something. There's, there's going to be some video evidence of it. It, it yeah, probably makes yeah. the news because you know it, it's New York. Because yeah, it's New yeah. York. So, so oh, we'll that's see. amazing. Right, After right, I get right. up with you, man, I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have some ammunition for writing my speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I'm glad, I'm glad I can help you anyway, dog. Cause this is that's dope, man. It's amazing, and um. Oh yeah, you know, you're making me think about basketball now and basketball life and basketball experiences. So when I get to yeah. thinking about that, that's a good time to jot some things down. Cause you know most of the time during the day now, I'm not really thinking about basketball, man. Basketball, right? Way in my past, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, Doc, man, it's been it's been an awesome hour. We've had you on the show. Um, yep. This is wrapping up my my final season, so this is this is great. This is the the best way I could ever think of wrapping this up, and has been one of the dopest conversations. And we really got a chance to get to know you on a deeper level yeah. today, Doc. Great, man. We really appreciate that. I know yeah. all my listeners are going to take a, have a lot of takeaway um from this um and we are we're going to close up on that note doc if you have anything else you want to say um to the people uh or anything that about what you got going on and you know you're going to retire mm-hmm. you want to retire soon but we 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 going <laughs> we going to hope you see doc for for longer than that but you know yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> any last words well, you, you know I, I think I think I could say, uh, yes, set goals such as standards high, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think try and uh, influence people uh, who you love and who you care about in a positive way and uh, and try to be influenced by people who are trying to influence you positively, and, you know, because there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ill will people out there and people have ulterior motives. And so, you know, you got to have your bird, your, your your people's back. They got to have your back. So it is, it is teamwork. Team team sports has helped to teach me the value of being a team player and being on a team and getting things done as a team. And whether it's just you and your wife, you know, uh, there's still a team. It's, 
it's hard being long ranger out there, man. Even the long ranger had a had a had a had a partner. He had Tonto uh, out there. <laughs> yeah, but just it ain't don't you can't you don't have to do everything by yourself. Right. And it's probably better and it's easier, you know, when it comes to working out, Larry. It's where it's easy to work out if you have two people there or three people there. You know, it's a buddy system. And working out by yourself is hard, man. I don't, I don't know anybody who likes to work out by themselves. This, you know, so, uh, so I think staying uh, in touch with the ideals and the uh, the things associated with team is a pretty good thing to do. So that's that would be my closing remarks. Uh, you know, get the band back together, keep the team rolling, and do what mm-hmm. you got to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I hear Doc, man. And as one of the most creative players to ever play the game, trust me, what he's saying right now about being on the team is all you need to know. It's all you need to know. <laughs> um, so we thank you, Doc, for blessing us uh, with your words and your time. Um, I want to transition a little bit. I want to introduce another speaker who we're going to speak to just for a little bit. Um, and then we're going to transition over to our after party on Twitter. And we're going to discuss a little bit more with her on there. But thank you a lot, doc. All right. It's all good, Larry. Take care of yourself. Yes, you too. You too. Right. I'll call you soon. All right. Yep. Bye. And now we're going to introduce on our show, Miss Sarah Scott. Ms. Sarah Scott is the owner and founder of National Credit Resources, was one of our founders um, and partners who I also personally use to help me with my credit, who's helped rebuild my credit and um, people in my family. And they're they're a family-owned business. Um, They've shown and proved that they, you know, they work hard. uh, They know what they're doing. Um, Very personal. Um, So we're going to have Sarah come on the show a little bit and speak a little bit about National Credit Resources, and uh, give a little insight. Hello, hello. Hey, sir, how you doing? Good. I'm sorry, I have to correct you. It's pronounced Soraya. <laughs> Soraya. See, Tony, he, your husband, he never say your name. He just texted to me, Soraya. Okay, <laughs> Soraya, Soraya. So, yeah, I've been uh, working with Tony for a while now, and um, he's telling me great things about you. Um, I've got to know the, the business a little bit, but you tell the people a little bit about um, how you guys started National Credit Resources and, um, you know, why why do this? Okay, so, um, wow, we have collectively over, over 10 years' experience in the uh, credit repair space. Um, I actually came aboard after um, the company was established, so just to correct you there. But uh, we've been around for quite some time, and National Credit Resources um, has been in business um, itself for about six years. Um, But our team, as um, Mr. Julius just spoke about, a strong team, we have a really strong, powerful team um, of professionals who are really good at um, what they do. Uh, We have customer service, our dispute managers, um, credit analysts, um, everybody has a role into the credit repair process here at National Credit Resources, and um, we, we've helped a lot of people and changed change a lot of lives. No, that's awesome. You definitely, you guys have helped me um, rebuild my credit, so that's been great. Um, and I'm looking forward to the things that we're going to do going into the future. Um, so, where um, exactly can they, you know, people find out more about the space um, that you guys are doing? Um, how they can get involved, if they want to repair their credit, um, where can they find you? Okay, so um, we ha- there are several different ways to reach out to us. Um, one where our biggest um, audience is on Instagram at NCRLLC. Um, they can go on there and find us. We also have an, uh, another page on Instagram, which is uh, Financial Freedom 750. Um, our website is nationalcreditresource750.com. Then we're also available by phone at 855-477-5146. So several different ways where you can contact us. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. And like I was saying, um, if you guys head over to Twitter, we're going to speak to uh, Soraya a little bit more. 
about uh, national credit resources, how to get involved, things they're doing to help, you know, um, get funding, fix credit, um, do all type of stuff. You know, financial freedom is huge. We talked about that a lot on the show. We've had um, Dr. Stacy Lane come and talk about building your, fine, your, your foundation, um, getting grants and funding. Uh, we've had uh, business owners who were pro athletes come on the show and talk about uh, what got them into their space. Trainers we've had, um, writers, screenwriters come on the show and talk about the strike and mental health. And so this season has been amazing. It's been a great season. Uh, I really, um, I'm more than blessed, more than fortunate to have had the guests that I've had. Um, on the show, I look forward to season two and some of the guests that I have potentially lined up that I'm going to have great interviews for you guys to hear and insight and perspective, and we're going to gain a better quality of life um, through these conversations. So, um, you know, I really appreciate everyone for joining me during this season. And like I say, God bless. Have a good day. We're always interested in what you have to say about our live broadcasts. Please share your comments on our Facebook page or websites.